Oh, Are you ready? Shh, shh, shh. Okay. Welcome back to Las Malandrinas Radio. Y'all already know we're a Spanish, a Spanglish podcast dedicated to honoring all the malandrinas que les encanta ir a los bailes, that love banda chisme, and know that banda music deserves more than its current form. This is hosted by two chicanas from Chicago, and we'll break down banda and politics for you. And I'm Cynthia. And I'm Ale. And for episode we are going to be talking about death and the celebration of life through a banda lens. El Dia de los Muertos was a few days ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and when looking at banda and other música regional mexicana like Corridos de Norteñas, the topic of death isn't uncommon and it's not even reserved for only this time in November. So we will spend some time talking about how Banda reflects our people's views on life and death. We will also get into some artists, not all of them obviously, that have passed away but continue to be remembered as timeless stars. A moment of silence. (laughs) Okay, so before we do that, let's just do a quick check-in. We have an agenda for each episode. And so, like, there's always that section for check-ins. And every single time I have to write something, I always feel so uncomfortable. Because, like, I don't want people to know my shit. Dear diary. (laughs) But, like, I also feel like I have to share something. I will go ahead and share, like, on that note. So I got off of Instagram for almost two weeks. And I was so proud of myself. But then I felt, like, shitty for going back because I got bored. But hopefully... I'm going to try to make it for a month. So very soon I will disappear again. So, and I'm saying this because I know you like send me a lot of shit and I don't reply. And I'm going to have to send you shit <laughs> the old fashioned way. Yeah, so just sending you postcards. Yes, it's not personal. <laughs> um, okay, but yeah, basically my check-in is this is my birthday month. Woo! I'm about to go on a trip. Sagittarius. Yes. We love Sagittarius. And so... Yeah, it's just that time where I'm just like thinking Damn. about your life. Yeah, it's been 23 years. Like, what the fuck? Oh, it's your goal. It's your um, Jordan birthday. No, it was last two years ago, the 22nd. What your? No, it's your golden. Oh birthday. yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Sorry. Yes, yes. I'm about to finish up my Jordan here, and I'm about to be 24, which is fine. I don't really care, but it's just. Like, damn, 24. What does that even mean? Welcome to the club. Well, we're excited for you to have another rotation around the sun. Um, so for my check-in, I just wanted to share that speaking of horoscope shit, we were setting up an altar in our house for some of our ancestors and people who have died in our family. And so we set up an altar with like a picture of um, my dead grandpa my dad's dad my dead grandma my dad's mom i hope that lady is okay in the afterlife because Aww. a lot of shit went down while she was alive but 
there was a picture of our curandera that we grew up with. Mm -hmm. Ernestina, rest in power. That mujer was so powerful. There's a picture of my great-grandpa, Papafito, who lived in Chicago since the 1950s. Oh, shit. So our family's been here. And then a picture of a baby that my mom miscarried. But mm -hmm. so we were like, me and my mom were putting this altar together. And I was going through a box with old pictures. Mm -hmm. And... Tell me why in this box I found the card that hangs on your baby crib in the hospital. Was it yours? Yeah. So it was mine. And I was like, wait a minute. This says I was born at 9.53 p.m. My mom has always told me I was born at 11.59 p.m. Oh, no. Bitch, that changes my entire birth chart. So I was having a crisis. Aww. Figured out that actually... I was not a Pisces rising like I thought. I'm actually a Capricorn rising. Does it make more sense? Or it does a little bit now that I've gotten over the shock. <laughs> I was like, Mom, you ruined my life. This is important information. So that happened. Shout out to everyone that has some family bonding with their altares in the last couple weeks. And also shout out to all the brujas. Y'all are always our malandrinas of the moment. Mm -hmm. Especially since I was looking and checking out that the hood witch is like living her best life in Sinaloa, riding horses. Really? Mm-hmm. So shout out to all the brujas during this time, during this new moon. We love y'all and hope that this Dia de los Muertos episode gives you some music to cast spells with. <laughs> So with that, uh, we just also wanted to give y'all a shout out because so many folks shared their favorite songs mm -hmm. that talk about life, that talk about death, that talk about having parties and living your best life because life's too short. Banda style with us. We want y'all to know that we always take your songs and what you send our way into consideration, like one into our playlist. Yeah. Um, so we always put those in there into the spotify and apple podcast playlist but also we um bring those songs into like the discussion that we're having here and we don't know everything <laughs> we don't know every single song out there so together like we're putting this together and creating yeah. this collective knowledge so shout out to y'all for that so for our song of the moment it's from Virlan Garcia's new CD, right? Recent kind of came out recently. And it's called Los Menores. So let me go ahead and play it. Cuántos somos varios y el encargo aquí es cuidar Los terrenos del chapito bravos con muy corta edad Porque es la que tiraba las bajadas siempre la traen Al orden con los menores y el mayor se llama Iván Trocones blindados se ven en Culiacán Vidrios polarizados y nadie cuenta se da en el trabajo requieren las armas saber usar Somos el brazo derecho de armería y seguridad Si el capitán da la orden hay que activarse en calor Y más que a las calles So I think you picked the song, right? I don't really like the song But I think it's, like I think Milan has a great voice And like how I said before, I think he's in the come up 
And so he's definitely producing quality shit. It's just anything that's not one that just doesn't <laughs> always sit right with me. I listened to his new album a couple weeks ago and I love every single song off of his new mm. album. And this was my pick for song of the moment because I love the guitar on this. It's mm. so good. I wish almost it makes me wish I could play the guitar so I could play that. Wants me to find someone to play this for me. <laughs> but I like that. I really love the guitar. That's the reason why I chose this song. He has a lot of if y'all are into Norteña Sirenas, like this is mm -hmm. a key album. And it's a little bit different than some of the other stuff that's coming out. Yeah. And I get a sense of like humility from Bilan that I don't necessarily get from some of these other artists. Mm. So if you're looking to check him out, check him out. Like Alice said, he's getting plugged into yeah. key spaces by the industry. So who knows where he'll be next. Yeah, he's a baby. So he's still got... He a is a time. baby. But that's our song of the moment. Cool. So... To get into the heart of this episode, y'all know Dia de los Muertos just passed, and so... So, Mi Ultimo Deseo, that's the best what's looking for the title of this episode. And I want to go ahead and assume that most people <laughs> do know that Mi Ultimo Deseo is a song by Los Recoditos. This is a great, relevant banda song dedicated to celebrating life. Yet also being intentional with letting folks know what your last wishes are when that time comes because we know it's coming, right? And you've probably gotten drunk to this song. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a great song. Yeah, so like we know death is coming, right? We aren't trying to deny it. And we're definitely not trying to push back the idea of death the way that it is here in the society and by that I mean the way capitalism has made it a market out of people's fear with dying I'm not afraid of dying right I think my hesitation comes from like the details of not knowing the details of how I'm going to die and obviously we don't have control over that and this is where capitalism has made its way into creating a negative relationship with death but I think our way of combating that is just really saying like, fuck it, I can't control how I'm going to die. So let me enjoy life and let me tell you how I want my last party on earth to be like, rather than like this white world where people's fear on how they're going to die makes them want to do everything possible to stop death from coming. Damn. Right? And so Banda Music has really incorporated this quote unquote YOLO Shout out to Drake. Attitude, YOLO. <laughs> attitude about life or, or like way of thinking. And have either put out life celebrating songs or songs about people who have passed. But it's also really common for banda singers to write and perform their own once I have passed song. And like this is just normal, right? Like it's not. So they're like, this is what I want when I die song. Right. And like, we don't think about it as, well, I know some people might be like, eh, why are you doing that? But it's also like, this is just normal. People within the banda world, as we'll see, or Musica Regional Mexicana, like do pass away in like very tragic ways. Like it's not uncommon for them to pass. They are famous, but death still... Comes at their door, right. knocking. Like, yeah, they're, they're like everyone else when it comes to that. Um, Hashtag YOLO. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that back. Yes. Um, and that was in 2011. 
Um, and ultimo, mi ultimo deseo is 2013, I think. So let's talk about life celebration and how that plays into banda. I think that we are folks that work night and day to barely make it through this capitalist world and we know like shit's rough out here. And so it's, ex it's expected that banda music like reflects people's desperate desires to enjoy the little moments that we have time, that we have off and that like we can take back and have ownership of. Um, because our date is so fixed on like our job calendar, like our exploitation. Yeah. And so like at the end of the day, like we just want to end the suffering and end the stresses of like, daily life, even if that's just for one night in a party. And so I think alcohol and drugs are always included in this narrative of life celebration. Oh, for sure. Those botellas de mezcal. Yeah, and even in like the holiest of moments, right? And I'm thinking of like baptisms and shit like that. We all know that both of these things are just used to distance us from reality. Like when you have this let's celebrate life mentality like all the time and you do involve alcohol and drugs. There are consequences to that, so like we won't get into it, but it is common for banda, like the party life, to always include shit that takes us out of our daily realities. Because one minute you're a Garibaldi, you're just arriving, next thing you know, you're like eight cervezas in, and you forgot half of the performers, and yeah. you're like, fuck, my money went down the drain. Yeah, and it's just like you're just trying to enjoy it and like sometimes you do need shit to loosen up. But like that that is where a lot of problems come up mm -hmm. when it is abuse. And yeah, there's like a lot of trauma in our families from alcohol and drugs. But yeah, but going back to like life celebration and thinking of life as just like one big party. La vida es un carnaval. Yeah, we have this attitude. Like when you have this kind of attitude and thinking of life as just one big party, that's where we see that a lot of the parties that we do have and the extraness that they come with, like it makes sense. That we're always trying to make an excuse to get together in community again. And like this is not just us, right? Like I'm thinking of like black folks, black parties, right? And how like black parties are just this like one big like party community space that's like remembered each year. So like it's not just reserved for like our people, but it, like you see it in other cultures where parties are really obviously community is gathered, but it's also like the celebration of life. For uh, like for our parties, I want to say like banda is an element that's always included, even if it's not necessarily banda. It's like some música regional mexicana that's involved live or like on a DJ playlist kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we can celebrate life every day kind of thing, but when it is time to go, we want to be able to say that we did what made us happy, even if that happiness was only reserved for being in community at a party that, you know, that everyone remembers and talks about. And so, like I had mentioned, it's not uncommon for people within the Vanda world to die. So songs are created that capture how great of party planners that we are, right? Like we want to have a Hire say. <laughs> we want to have a say in like that final party that you know we might not be physically present in, but like spiritually there. I'll talk about a few artists 
that I remembered in the Musica Regional Mexicana. Again, these are just really small snapshots of their life and it doesn't include everyone. This is just, you know, like a smallest. A little taste. Yeah. Um, so I'll talk about their career and how they passed away because it is unfortunate that most of them did pass away in very tragic ways, which I, mean, I think you can argue is part of the reason why they're remembered because they were ripped from us, the audience, unexpectedly. Number one. Yes. The first one is Chalino Sanchez. Chalino was born a minute ago <laughs> in August of 1960 in Sinaloa and also passed away in Sinaloa, which is wild, in 1992, May of 1992. And he he's known as being El Rey de los Corridos. I do want to say I did, like, my research is very humble. I know there are a lot of Chalino Sanchez fans out there. Um, I'm not one of those. Um, but I do like respect and acknowledge the what he's contributed to the music. And so from my research and like trying to figure out more of the background of Chalino, you know, he did have a really rough upbringing or he came from a poor family. His father passed away when he was young. Like his sister was raped and he ended up killing the guy that the abuser? Yeah, the abuser that ripped, uh, raped his sister and ended up coming to the States as a result of that. Shout out to all of you that have family in another country because they are fleeing prosecution. <laughs> Regardless, he was discovered um, out here in California. He made Narco Corridos popular. And so that he's remembered with that kind of culture. Uh, even though I think a lot of the songs that I like are really like heartbreak sad boy songs they're not um, like so he's more than just that that image of that artist that sings not go corridos um he did have a lot of great quality songs beyond that but that world he never was able to fully escape it it led to his death he was touring in sinaloa it they say that he got pulled over by an unmarked police car and essentially like they kidnapped him and then his body was left on the side of the road if you hear a lot of his like tributes to, to him they say that the police killed him police brutality yeah it, it probably was the police police that like are in that narco world oh i was just gonna add that like chalino had a lot of corridos and like we know corridos are like storytelling songs where he did talk about like the struggles and realities of poor people, just trying to emphasize that, yes, we see him in a lot of like that corrido, narco corrido propaganda stuff, but he was a lot more than just that. And I guess we could talk about narco corridos in another episode and our thoughts on, on that. But yeah, that's Chanino Sanchez. Um, I will go ahead and say like randomly, I think every picture that I've seen of him, his cover his CD uh, album covers his outfits are on point like he's always like blinged out in some sort of like gold he was a daddy let's be honest <laughs> and I don't know who was record who was taking pictures of him mm -hmm. but we have such great yeah pictures of him where he's like posing he was low-key he was um, he was low-key modeling initiated the <laughs> Norteño 
uh, modeling world because Aesthetic. yeah they, he has great pictures yeah honestly we need to find his photographers yeah his outfits are very good like they're 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 great like there's thought put into it like he's not gonna perform in like no or he wasn't gonna perform in just like your regular jeans and so he's definitely iconic and i think yep. because of that aesthetic and style and his swag yeah you recognize who he is without knowing who he is if that makes sense if yep. you see him on a picture um or a post or whatever you know who that artist is without knowing who that artist is especially with our generation who might not be as familiar with him right and because he always gets the shout outs i mean think about mm -hmm. jenny rivera's uh cuando muere una dama right the song that she wrote to beckon her mm -hmm. <laughs> i want to say beckon but yeah to talk about her death she's does that shout out where she's like talking about who she wants to be reunited with mm -hmm. yeah in the afterlife and she's like oh yo quiero I think she said something around Quiero cantar o me debe una canción yeah. Adán y también su papá. Mm -hmm. So, hello. Yeah. Yeah, and the, like that brings me to Adán Chalino Sánchez, his son. And I want to mention him just because this is just, you know, talking with Cynthia, like some of these artists that we're going to mention just have their circle also somehow passed away unexpectedly and in very tragic ways and so Chalino's son Adan was also an artist you know following closely to his father's style and just putting out music where he's like very proud of being Chalino's son and puts out a lot of music dedicated to him which is great right because I think that's that's how he built his audience where both the audience and Adan were both grieving over Chalino's death and so you, you build that bond and, and that artist is formed. Um, but Alan unfortunately also passed away in Sinaloa where he was touring again and his car flipped over or the truck that him and like his team were in flipped over and he passed away as well. So it's just like, again, this tight circle, the, the circle of artists, like they also passed away in very strange ways. And so Adana is definitely not as remembered as much as his father, but you know Adan was his own artist in his own in his own right. And he was more pegado con like los chavitos, you know, because yeah, he's yeah. a chavito. Yeah, and he produced music since he was like a little kid. Like if you look through his his um, like music, you'll see pictures and covers and performances when Adan was probably like 10, 12. Like, so he started really baby. young. baby. So for Chalino, I'm going to play one of his more popular songs. And it's called Nieves de Enero just because it's November. And, it's and if you don't know, you <laughs> don't know. It's almost January. <laughs>
definitely like a sad song. Glali ya se está poniendo a llorar. Yeah, no, I mean it's a beautiful song, right? That captures time with him. Mm. The song, like you, you see the timeline in that song, and I think because we do associate Chanino Sanchez with narco corridos and whatever your opinion is on that, I want to assume that it's negative that you sometimes forget the quality shit that they also produce that has nothing to do with that, right? Like this song is great. Created an entire thesis on it. And it's also about to be that time where we get all those Nieves de Nero memes yeah. here in Chicago because ya llegan las Nieves de Nero. But also wanted to mention with some of these artists bringing it back to those songs that they've done that mm -hmm. talk about their encounters with death or like their expectations mm -hmm. of death. Just wanted to highlight for folks Reto a la Muerte by Chalino Sanchez, which I think is fucking hilarious. That song is so funny to mm -hmm. me and so tragic. Like we said, we laugh about these morbid things, but yeah. all about what it means to play death and get your ass handed back to you, right? Right. I mean, and I, I think it just goes back to that, like, we're not afraid of death, right? So it's like, if you're coming, let's play a game. Like, why not, right? Let's see who wins at the end, even though at the end, like, I know you're gonna come for me, but like, let's make it a game. Like, let's have fun in this process. Whatever that twisted fun means to the artist. But yeah, I mean, like, when have you ever heard, like, someone, like an English song, say, like, I wanna... Not on the top 44 right? charts, that's for sure. Right, but it's like so common for us. Mm -hmm. Which is why, like, you also, we see the rise of that santo, um, I don't know what it's called, like, La Santa Muerte or something. What's also not new. Right, it's like, in a twisted way, let's praise what's coming. Right, but, But yeah. also, like, people have their own Yeah, yeah, like, on to, yeah, yeah. Anyways, please, I'm gonna have nightmares. <laughs> okay. Ya ves, ya ves. So the second artist is Valentin Elizalde. El gallito de oro. Yes, he was a cutie. Um, so he was born in February of 1979 and was killed in November of 2006. So he was, I think me and you were familiar, like our generation was familiar with him because he did pass a minute ago as well, but like we still have vivid. Um, yeah, we were growing up. Yeah. Um, so Valentin again was murdered after one of his performances in um, Reynosa, Tamaulipas. Uh, they say that his murder was attributed again, unfortunately, to Narcos. Apparently he performed a song, Amis Enemigos, that was talking about... Disease. Yeah, uh, that was talking about uh, Narcos, which again, different Narcos from those that quote-unquote like killed Chalino. But still, you know, in that world, you couldn't perform whatever you wanted. And we also gave him a shout out in our last episode, in the Chicagans episode, when we talked about how this is that time period where yeah. things are changing for people that are traveling back to Mexico. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he was alive to see a lot of his hits um, or, like, his music go big and become hits. He was, unfortunately, nominated for... Grammys after his death, but I don't think that matters. I don't like fuck the, fuck Grammys. the Grammys. Yeah, but he did have a lot of hits like with the Yai Yes He Soy. Yeah, yeah, he had that like unique deeper voice that 
you don't really hear banda singers which is my favorite yeah like you haven't really seen another deep voice come into the banda world i will go ahead and say have you seen that guy who sounds just like valentin who sings just like valentin and he's becoming big (laughs) i'm not sure but (laughs) because i feel like we need a great collab between the deep voices and reggaeton and the deep voices in banda. Like, let's get like a Valentina Lizalde Bryant Myers mashup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think we can talk about it more later on. But of like in, in terms of the voices that you hear in banda, because banda, the ones that you hear and are more commercial, they're are the higher pitch. Yeah, higher pitch voices where. Like, Valentin was, like, a very deep, like, you recognize that voice. Um, and that's not common at all. And so, like, he definitely was a unique singer in the Wanda world whose absence is very noticeable. For Valentin, I want to talk about dedications or tributes to, to him. He had a a CD tribute put out recently, I think maybe like a year or two ago, where you have Remy Venezuela, El Commander, La Septima, Ramon Ayala, Calibre, Los Sebastianes, all sing one of his songs. Claudio Alcaraz. Yeah, like there was just a list of um, people who, you know, participated in this tribute to him, which is not uncommon for other artists to do that when an artist just passed away like banda covers are big within the banda world and so putting out a cd tribute isn't uncommon and it's actually like really successful sometimes which the cd i don't think it was as popular because i don't think it was advertised well enough but i mean you got some big names participating in this tribute which is just goes to tell the love that existed for valentin from my understanding his daughters i know we've talked about this before his daughters have put out like a tribute song to them i'm not sure if that's like their start of their career since that's what a lot of like these kids want to do nowadays like <laughs> Alejandro Fernandez Jr. okay so for his song again it's another popular song that you when you know you know who it is So his anniversary is the 25th of November, so it's coming up. You know, 
That's wild. Yeah. 2006? That's like more than 10 years ago, which is just crazy. And it hurts. And then our next artist, Ariel Camacho, I think are the ones that hurt me the most. Everyone's <laughs> corazón. Yes. So, um, Ariel Camacho. Ariel Camacho was born in July of 92. Cancer fam. <laughs> and passed away in February of 2015. So he's also was within our time. We got enough time to like hear his music. Um, he passed away in a car accident. Background on him, Ariel was signed to Dell Records, which I know we've talked about a little bit before, and was part of the group Ariel Camacho Los Culeros del Rancho, which now have continued performing and are now Los Plebes del Rancho de Ariel Camacho. And they have had their own internal yeah. Yeah, pleitos. Yeah. yeah, which is common. Right, um, when their main artist passes away. So Ariel has like hits like Te Metiste and El Karma that like made him really big. And that got even bigger once he died. Right, yeah. Um, I... I sort of found this out a minute ago. Ariel Camacho and Cristian Nodal's family were really close. Oh, I didn't um, know that. So, uh, Cristian Nodal, if you don't know who Cristian Nodal is, Cristian Nodal is the person who sings Mexico's new national anthem, Adios Amor. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, that's, so, that's the one. Yeah, he's, he's Ariel, uh, I mean, Cristian is a little bit younger, or was a little bit younger than Ariel. Cristian Nodal would go on tour with Ariel and Los Plebes sometimes before Cristian was big. And so Cristian's dad was sort of like a mentor slash manager of Ariel. And I think from my understanding, I could be wrong, Cristian's dad is the manager of Los Plebes nowadays. And from the research I can do is that, I, that I did was that there's some sort of tour where it's going to be like a tribute to Ariel where Christian, like there's this idea of mashing Ariel and Christian's like voices together to create some sort of like song. So that's so interesting. It is. And it's like they were both really young. Like Ariel died when he was 22. But then it's like as soon as Ariel died, which Ariel was huge. It's like now Christian is like the top. That space was opened up. Yeah, that top singer within regional, uh, musica regional mexicana. So it's just, it's weird. I mean, I'm not saying any like funky shit happened, but it's just like, it's interesting how these two big stars are connected. Mm -hmm. But it's also not, it, yeah, like I, I can totally Everyone's see. Everyone's connected, it. we're just not. But yeah. <laughs> Random facts about Ariel is that Ariel, okay, so he passed away in a car accident, but. This wasn't his first car accident. He had had a previous car accident that left him in a coma and he broke his leg and shit for- Come on, Shorty. So, yeah, so like that coma lasted for like a week or so and that like his family didn't know if he was gonna come out of it alive and he did, but then would pass away from that same accident. And so it's like interesting because they now say that it's like, he never learned his lesson, like his need for speed and like his obsession with cars. Is la Catrina le tocó la puerta, man. Yeah. There is this beautiful song that Virlan Garcia 
performed and has in one of his albums for Ariel. I think they were friends. And in the song, it's uh, Virlan is basically saying how like he said bye to Ariel, but without really knowing that that was his last goodbye and like just saying how he should have told him something about like not driving that night. And it's just, it's really sad, but it's like, it's really beautiful that Vilan did this. So yes, check out, it's called Hasta el Cielo. Before Ariel, I'm going to sing one of his... You're gonna sing? I'm, yes! <laughs> I'm ready. Yes. Uh, no, 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 I'm gonna play one of his like more beautiful songs, Hablemos. <laughs> Necesario amor, que platiquemos un segundo solamente, para que no haya malas interpretaciones. El necesario amor, que me concedas un segundo tu atención y que sepas que estoy desesperado cuando no vienes. Cuando no vienes, amor, hace ya tiempo que no dices que me amas. Y a ti, ese detalle jamás se te pasaba. Por eso quiero que hablemos claro, que me concedas un segundo tu atención. Uh, before I wrap up Ariel, I do want to say that Ariel has one of the most beautifulest tumbas for an artist that I've seen. And I think we'll post a picture of it because it's just beyond incredible. So the tumba, just to describe it a little bit, it's like a little, a little house. But then there's this like huge guitar. And I don't know if it's a guitar, that's the correct name of it. but like a guitar along the side of the, the tumba. And there's just like this huge like picture of him inside. Like, and then there's like glass windows where like nowadays, like you recognize that tumba and also you see that when it comes time to like El Dia de los Muertos, you see a lot of artists go and perform for him. So like I've seen El, el Flaco from Los Recoditos go and sing Mi Ultimo Deseo to Ariel's tumba, which is just over the top. But over the top in the sense of like, Ariel, we all know would have been huge if he would have still been here. And so it's just like, just trying to capture that star power in a tumba. It's like, that is, his tumba is the representation of what he was like just over the top huge beautiful tumba i know it was recently vandalized and had like completely ruined spray paint and shit like that um and now they lock it yeah but it's definitely something that like if you can go see and figure out where it's at like this is a fucking like monument yeah and if you can't people are really into these 
graveyard tours mm. because in the Norte there's like these crazy tombs dedicated to not only narcos but mm-hmm. other artistas. So you can go on YouTube and see people going on a road trip to the graveyard. Yeah. But I think Ariel is just... That shit is like what I want mine to look like. Like, it's just beautiful. Oh, my heart. He was also a cutie. Like, let's not lie. Ariel was fine. Which is why it also hurts. Anyways. Come on with Ariel. (laughs) So... The next artist is Tito Torbellino. He's also one of those artists within the corrido world that passed away in um, 2014. And he was a a younger-ish. He was born in May of 1981. He was born in Phoenix. So he actually wasn't, he was like Mexican-American, I guess you want to call it. Um, Less known than all these other folks that I've mentioned because I think his career was really taking off but he did have um, a few a few hits that made it and so you probably don't know of him but you might know this song Es que no eres dora, soy yo el que tomó la decisión, ya no tengo ganas de verte. Me gustaba más como mujer, pero si quieren conocer, no más por el cuerpo que tienes. Nadie ni nada es indispensable y es que ya me he dado cuenta lo falsa que en verdad eres. No te extraño, ya te he mostrado, ahora prefiero estar solo que estar mal acompañado. Claro que te daré la respuesta a lo que me has preguntado. Damn. Yeah, so um, speaking of restaurants, um, Tito was murdered at a Chinese restaurant in Mexico. Dang, you can't even eat the <laughs> orange chicken. Yeah, so again, unfortunately, he was murdered and his, his um, he was shot like six times. Him and like, I think, two other people. Um, and his death is connected to Narcos. And again, it's this time frame, like, of, like, 2005, 2016, 14, where, like, shit was getting really heated. Or it had been heated for a while to the point where artists were also targeted. And as you can see, some of the artists that we listed were on that list. And Tito's one of them. Um, and just like a few of the other artists, his son also is following his footsteps. And, and- Junior. Yeah, and also putting out music, which is great, right? Because they keep the legacy and, and the um, the style of music that they produce alive and, and their memory, which is definitely important, especially when some of these artists were just taken away from us and we really didn't get to see the potential that they had. Or see them live. Yes, sadly, sadly. And speaking of not seeing them live, and I hate myself because I never uh. did, Jenny Rivera. So, of course, Jenny Rivera, like, our podcast is based on the fact, in large part, that, like, she did pass away 
and like trying to honor her memory. You know, I think for the most part, we all are aware of, you know, how big Jenny DeVita was. I think we don't give her enough credit. That's a whole nother episode that will be coming up. But Jenny DeVita was a top selling female artist within the Musica Regional Mexicana world. And not only that, she was the top solo artist in the Musica Regional um, scene. And so this is something that we don't like credit her for, but definitely deserves that she not only was the only like mujer out here, but dominated everybody else. And so sadly she did pass away. She, she did though leave tons, which is creepy, creepy, like tons <laughs> of life death songs that now that you look at it, like she had like Cuando Muero Nada Más is scary how to the T how like important it was for someone like Jenny Rivera to leave a song like that right to not leave us without closing that chapter and so um, like I said we will talk about Jenny in her own episode because her anniversary is coming up the reason why you know we're talking about Jenny now and not at the start which I think everyone would assume that we would run to Jenny is because Recently, you know, for our Banda News, recently Spotify did this beautiful honoring of Jenny Rivera and her legacy. They had their first Dia de los Muertos, first Dia de los Muertos, like, event, mm -hmm. um, where they honored as an artist. Yeah, so I know that in LA they do this, like, Dia mm -hmm. de los Muertos festival every year. Spotify. Like, plugged into mm -hmm. that. And so the first artist that they chose to honor was Jenny Rivera. And if you follow any of the Riveras on social media, you saw how they were all there. And there was an altar for Jenny Rivera. And I saw some videos where like Chiquis was talking about how fans got to go and see and like add Diet Cokes to Jenny Rivera's altar because Jenny was oh. like a huge like Diet Coke fan. I love Diet Coke. Yeah, do you remember? She's like my frijoles and like what I call yeah. In talking about this and why this is so like important is because for Spotify to honor an artist that's not Selena, <laughs> when we know that like if Spotify really wanted to fill that space, they could have honored Selena and like that shit would have been packed. But to honor someone like Jenny Rivera who like was bigger than Selena in our minds is beautiful that they chose to pick like quality over quantity at that event I guess you can say like the event it's sort of like Coco theme where you had this bridge from like where the crowd was at the bridge and then it was the altar so it's really nice you can definitely see a lot of videos about this and get a feel of how Nice Moving on to songs that really embody life, party, and death. And sticking to Jenny Rivera, like I mentioned, she had this great song called Cuando Muere Una Dama. And so that's the first song in our life, party, death playlist.
pongan atención mi gente, les tengo una petición, parecerá diferente al escucharlo en mi voz, les cantaré mis deseos al dejarme en el panteón, también las mujeres mueren y yo quiero celebración. Mi vida loca. Yeah, it's just really sad to see someone like Jenny Rivera who struggled so much and was really empowered by that struggle and, and empowered a lot of folks pass away in such a tragic way. But like Spotify, like I'm glad that there's still platforms, outlets, like people and like podcasts like us that still continue to honor Jenny Rivera like as this great artist. So Spotify, please add us to your podcast <laughs> page. Accept us? Yes. Now. So changing gears a little bit, y'all know that Cuando Muere Una Dama is literally Jenny Rivera laying out mm-hmm. what she wants to see, what she wanted to see the day that she passed. And, and it is what they gave her. You know, she had mariposas that flew after her funeral. There was banda, there was music. And so... Sounds like this one in the last couple of years, like mm-hmm. we've mentioned Mi Ultimo Deseo by Los Recoditos En Vida by Los Sebastianes. My mom fucking loves that song. She's like, Tienen un, uh, unos dichos muy bonitos. Yeah. <laughs> so these songs have become some of the most popular banda songs out there. Mm-hmm. People sing to them all the time. And these are the songs that, this is why we say life parties and death. We say that because we know how short life can be. Mm. La vida a veces es muy corta. And so... Como dicen los recoditos, right? La vida es prestada y hay que disfrutarla porque nunca sabes. There's just so many songs, so many of the songs that we have in the genre mm-hmm. about enjoying life. Literally with parties, mm-hmm. con piste, hasta que llegue la madrugada. Right. Because you never know when it's going to be your last day here on earth. I wanted to, to think about how these songs, like Mi Ultimo Deseo, En Vida, are newer songs, but it's not a new idea. Songs like Puño de Tierra, <laughs> which even Chalino mentions in Reto mm-hmm. la Muerte. Um, Valentina Elizalde's Charlar con la Muerte. Dos Botellas de Mezcal, right? Mm-hmm. These songs that talk about Cuando yo muera, just so matter of fact. Which we fucking started off this podcast like, we accept that we're going to die one day. Because yeah. <laughs> we do. We're all going to die. 
I think in general, folks of color, communities of color, black mm-hmm. and indigenous folks, we're facing that head on. And right. this is, I'm generalizing, but let's think about how white people just are not as comfortable with death or talking about mm-hmm. death. Mainstream culture doesn't know how to talk about death. And that's why, right, like all of a sudden, there's this interesting moment happening when people are yeah. starting to commercialize more so and commodify more so. Dia de los Muertos. Yeah. Didn't like Disney want to trademark Dia de los Muertos mm-hmm. or something? So that's also where we're getting at. Where now you have these little papel picados with Spotify on them, mm-hmm. with their logo on them. Yeah, Spotify released a playlist for Dia de los Muertos. Yeah, and at the at the what really caught my attention was that in Jenny's altar, mm-hmm. the papel picados above her had the Spotify logo on it. Mm. So now Spotify isn't gonna put us on their playlist because now we're talking shit. But yeah, <laughs> you know how. Can we grapple with that? Like, on the one hand, our people have these traditions that are also how we thought about life and death before Hernando Cortez ever got here, before Columbus ever got here. And at the same time, we have to deal with the realities of, like, people of color are more likely to die. (laughs) We're expendable. We're sought after. Our bodies are not Mm -hmm. safe. And so... We have to deal with those two things. The reality that, yeah, like we're singing about death and we're singing about life because we know that life is too short, but we also know that life is too short because shit fucking sucks. Yeah. Because of racism, because of all these things that are targeting our communities. I just think it's like, like what I said before, it's like for that white audience, capitalism, when it comes to death, their market is to stop death. So, like, this is why you see, like, a lot of, like, facelifts and shit like that, which in part is, like, targeted towards women, and that's a whole other topic. But it's, like, for the white audience, when it comes to death, capitalism makes death, like, trying to stop it. But in a way, capitalism, like, Wants needed to a sell market. It. Yeah, needed a market for us who weren't afraid of death and were, like, willing right. to accept it. So then it's, like, okay, so if they're willing to, like, accept that let's commercialize it and that's the mm -hmm. that's the neoliberal moment like how can we open up more markets and yeah how can we sell you your own water your own land how can we sell you your own beliefs about life and death right damn that's fucked up so with that (laughs) our first song that we want our second song that we want to talk about is actually named El Dia de los Muertos Mm -hmm. and this is by Alfredo Olivas and it just came out like last week.
So I bet now with the next couple of years, we're going to start getting a lot more Dia de los Muertos songs. <laughs> yeah. Very explicitly. But I, I do really like this song. I love Alfredito's voice in mm -hmm. this too. And the video for this song is, is great. It's not... Mm -hmm. It still has like Coco vibes, man. Fucking Coco has now terrorized our minds. <laughs> but, but the video, it's a story about a bullfight. First of all, oh, bullfights. But second of all, a bullfight gone wrong. I don't know if y'all have noticed, but you'll see that with a lot of these songs, there's these mentions of La Catrina, right? Mm -hmm. This mujer, of course, that is gonna come and take you to this other life. And so in this video, La Catrina's just sitting there chilling with her makeup and the bleachers, smiling, <laughs> being like, haha, bitch, you thought. <laughs> but like Alfredito says, we're all in lista de espera. So we gotta prepare, we gotta get that life insurance. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, the song is saying that life continues afterwards, mm -hmm. that maybe we don't know what to expect on the other side, which is scary, right? Like, not necessarily mm -hmm. knowing what to expect, but you're going to your nuevo domicilio, your new home, and. You're, that's when your legacy is gonna begin. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's, it's this like idea of like I can't control everything. I know this is gonna happen. I know like she's coming for me. And yes, I don't know where my new home is gonna be, but like it is what it is kind of shit. And like I'm not gonna sit here and be afraid of something that I know is gonna happen. Let's just do the thing. Mm hmm. So check this song out check out the video check out Alfredo Olivas too I think why part of the reason why you say like that he's that the video wasn't cheesy and like over the top I think that's that's him overall I think he like his music he's more low-key for sure yeah and his music isn't like I don't associate him as much with like videos where like women are like abused like he does those aren't really his topics Mm -hmm. Um, and so, like, I, I'm not surprised that he puts out quality videos and songs, unlike other artists that just continue to be horrible. Exactly. And also, right, kind of to talk about how this kind of music is so common in Banda, mm -hmm. we wanted to bring y'all some of these songs that are a little bit less well-known, mm -hmm. more under the radar, with bandas that aren't necessarily having like a million followers on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And so one of these bandas is Banda Fascinante. Shout out to Zacatecas. They don't get enough love in the banda world. They put out this song this year too um, called Cuando Yo Muera. So mm -hmm. check it out.
we are not lying, folks. These songs are common. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, who the fuck doesn't want to dance this song to another preparing for your death day song? Right? Like the banda says, Cantenme como si estuviera vivo. Describing how they want to literally be carried throughout the pueblo with their loved ones. Mm-hmm. Which to me is also like, I would love that. You know, to be carried yeah. throughout the pueblo with all the people who loved me, with some of my haters. It just being a beautiful moment. Despedida. Despedida. There's some other language in the song where they're basically singing like, Quiero que me, alum- que me alumbre mi camino. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, such a beautiful way to think about it. Like, mm-hmm. I want you to light my way as I'm heading into the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Which, across traditions, right? Some of the traditions that folks have is like the idea of you have to help people. Yeah. You have to help your people get to the other side. Mm-hmm. And so that's another way of doing it too. Con fiesta, con música, con bebida. Right, which is really different from like folks out here, right? Like there's so many cemeteries in this country that I like pass by because. So, like, I, I'm starting to work more south in Illinois, and there's just this like little pockets of um, like cemeteries everywhere. Mm-hmm. But they're so like cold and empty, and even if they're close to like resident homes, gated like areas, and they're just like tombstones, like fake flowers, cold, and like it just adds to the element of being afraid of death. Where like cemeteries in Mexico and other places, what are fake flowers? Like they're all real flowers. Like I know my grandma's tumba is like pink. Right? Like, when the fuck would you see, oh, like, wow. shit out here like that, right? And so, there's still this life in the cemeteries. Like, there's there's still a community element even once you pass away. Where right. here, it's like, you come into this world alone and you die alone. And these celebrations, there, right? Yeah. These celebrations like Dia de los Muertos, which, of course, totally not just isolated to Mexico. Yeah. Throughout Central America, throughout Latin America, or... You know, what folks do everywhere throughout the world. You know, some of the compañeras were just out there in New Orleans, right? Doing, and I don't want to fuck up the name, so doing Day of the Dead New Orleans style. These are the ways that that people honor Mm -hmm. those folks that have passed. And I hope one day that we'll get honored. And this song is the YOLO, the motherfucking motto. Like, (laughs) he sufrido y he llorado. Eso quien me lo quita. Nadie sabe lo que viene cuando estés en la otra vida. Hay que gozarla mientras que llega ese día. We should add that song to the to the playlist. The Drake song. On, oh yeah, we should. <laughs> I don't know. So another one for y'all. Please check out this playlist. You don't want to miss out on these songs that might inform how you think about mm-hmm. your own relationship with death. Born to death life. day. Yep. <laughs> so our next song is "A Disfrutar La Vida" by Banda Perla de Jerez. This band, y'all may or may not be familiar with. They are the originators of Reza. That song, Love. Reza. Love that fucking song. And this is from their album, Como Hueso. Tu sigue la cuerda y con tus amigos 
Right, so another mi ultimo deseo. <laughs> this song is exactly what we're talking about. A manifesto about life and death and living it up. And I want to quote the whole thing, but y'all just should put this on repeat. Porque hay que disfrutar la vida, sino de que sirve. Another song that talks about la Catrina coming to get your ass. Mm -hmm. And with this, I really want to stress y'all. White people did not invent parties. Come on. Mm -hmm. That's why this is so important when we talk about like life, death, and parties. We're talking about this because think about it, right? And and this is not my own original ideas. Lots of people have talked about this. Lots of black scholars, indigenous scholars have talked about this. But the idea of even thinking of a club, right? Being in the darkness, like mostly a dark space, mm -hmm. in circle, mm -hmm. dancing in circle, collective chanting, singing. Right. That is not something that white folks were doing with their porridge like let's be real <laughs> this is something that is part of who we are yeah. and part of how we survive and and live our lives yeah. and i think there's something like that song the little clip that you played there's an element where in leaving these songs where it's like what i want you to do for me you're also like they're also sort of caring for those that stay behind and letting them know like I'm gonna be okay like yeah do this like I'm making the process of like my death and my departure a lot easier on you because you don't have to worry about like what I want or like like not knowing if I'm gonna be okay it's like I'm letting you know like I'm totally fine with that and it's just like we're still looking out for our people even once we pass away right um, community care full circle yeah. And the reality, right, like the song says, que la muerte no respeta riqueza o pobreza. Everyone's gonna die, whether you're rich or poor. Although your life expectancy <laughs> is dependent, hay que disfrutar la vida. And so moving a little bit into a different idea of, mm -hmm. of Entre la Vida y Muerte is the song Entre la Vida y la Muerte by Calibre 50. My fucking fave banda. But this song is more of like, damn, mm -hmm. you haven't taken your life as seriously as you should mm. right yes life is short mm -hmm. all these things but also like take it seriously because if not patitas pa que las quieres right true so check out this vid check out the video too the video basically narrates what the song is saying but this is a song about la vida tocando a la puerta literally and you being like fuck ya me voy and i gotta say goodbye what am i gonna do with my last day on earth era un día como cualquiera tocaba en mi puerta yo estaba en la sala sacando unas cuentas de algunos negocios que había concretado demasiado dinero había ganado con los de hasta arriba me había conectado ha respetado casi en todos lados jamás pensaría en dejar este trabajo minutos pasaban y seguían tocando cuál fue mi sorpresa cuando por fin abro que la 
muerte había llegado. No quiero quitarte el tiempo, he venido a decirte que te queda un día para despedirte. Prepara maletas que te irás conmigo, donde te llevaré al rato. Te digo con suerte y te toca ver a tus amigos y alguno que otro de tus enemigos. So this song came out a while ago. It came out in 2013, and I'm surprised we're not playing it more during this time. <laughs> <laughs> but the song is teaching us a lesson, and who doesn't love a good lección from a banda corrido song? But this song is more like "fuck, death is coming," and yep. I have to make a decision with my last day. And in this song, the protagonist decides to see their family and say goodbye instead of mm -hmm. having a party. <laughs> Plot twist. But that saves this person's life. Spoiler alert. At the end of the song, right? Mm. La Muerte is like, okay, you passed this test. Don't fuck it up. Yeah. Um, I gave you a second chance. And so how many people in our you know, communities have not had these second chances, right? I think for many of us, we think of life differently. <laughs> and we think about our encounters with spirits, with spirituality a little bit differently. And so... At the end of the day, this song is like, just como dice mi abuelita, es bueno beber, pero no hasta perder. So, y'all, remember moderation. Moderation. Another thing that this song made me think of, too, that I wanted to share is how, at least in my family, and I know some other families, people always talk about how they had a sense that someone in their family was going to pass away, or they had a message that got mm -hmm. to them about their family member passing. And so, yeah, in this song, this person's like, let me... He's like, I'm telling my parents goodbye, and my parents know what mm. I'm trying to tell them without me telling them. Oh, shit. I think about how in January I was in Mexico, and my dumbass was, like, posting on Snapchat how I woke up with these three, like, really weird scratch bruises on my arm. Mm -hmm. And they were, like, perfectly equally spaced. It was very strange, and I was like, tita, ¿qué es esto? I woke up like this and it wasn't my nails and it wasn't some animal in the middle of the night and I didn't bump myself up on anything. <laughs> she was like, oh, mija, no te preocupes, no es nada. Tell me why that same night my grandma's fucking putting holy water all over my bed. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, but I thought it was nothing. That same week, my grandpa's sister died. Mm. And, you know, I thought about, about it. And then maybe a couple months later, um, my old boss said, you know oh yeah like no big deal that's some message that mm -hmm. you know spirits leave or, or people leave you before they're passing or to say that someone's gonna pass mm -hmm. chills <laughs> <laughs> you know you just never know yeah check out the song get you a lesson and it's also a reminder like this person was also dealing with their own shit right uh, part of the song they're like yo me sentía muerto en vida and how many mm. of us don't feel that way sometimes Same. especially living in this fucking country but we just never know and just like we never know we never know about love <laughs> and death <laughs> there's so many songs right or we grow up with this cheesiness being thrown about nos vamos a querer en la vida y en la muerte or like yeah. people muriéndose de amor and so those are another aspect of these songs as well of like we gonna love each other so much because we never know or that's like a part of our motivation mm -hmm. to want to be still here and there's also these songs of like these banda men being like i'm gonna take care of you <laughs> even when i'm on the other side <laughs> lots of things to say there but to give y'all a taste of that 
Here's this cover of an older Si Dios Me Lleva Con Él, and this is by Alegres de la Sierra, the originators of the Rodillas Te Pido. Mm. Does this make you want to fall in love? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Basically, the the main gist of this episode, I know, like, to wrap it up, my interpretation of death is, like, whatever. Like, it's coming, it's coming. I think that's the way I go about a lot of things in my life. So, uh, there's we're in an anthology group, um, so we're writing... We're writing a book, bitches. <laughs> yeah. So we do a lot of shit. Um, but basically, my contribution to this collective, I wrote my funeral itinerary. And so in it, I am very detailed with, like, what I want people to do when I die. And so I have, like, option A if I die, like, at night. Option B if I die during the day. Just because I know I am, like, a control freak. And I know that even when I pass, I'll still be around at least for like a few. Well, in my head, it's like I'll still be around on Earth for a little bit. And so like I'll be watching what everyone's doing. And if it's like has anything to do with me, like I want it to be done correctly. (laughs) And so like my interpretation with death is like it's coming. So like I might as well plan for that. Like I can't control how I'm going to die. Like, yes, we all want it to be as painless as possible, but shit, if it hurts, it hurts. The me passing away part is coming regardless, and so, like, I want to have some sort of say and input into organizing that moment, um, my last few moments on, on, on Earth. Such an organizer. Yes. So be on that lookout for when that gets published. <laughs> Support us. Shout out to the mujeres of this Chicana anthology. Yes. For me to wrap this episode up a little bit, one, how am I preparing for death? I just bought life insurance. <laughs> so I'm paying a certain amount of money every single month until I'm 80 years old. Yes. To give my family some financial security. But two, I'm just... Episode 
has me feeling some type of way, right? Like really thinking about, you know, how I'm actually making the most of the time that I have here and all the years to come. And so I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about my family members that have passed and like all the trauma que nos dejaron and all the shit that we have to sort mm-hmm. with, but also trying to not leave that for the next round of folks right. coming around the block. I'm also thankful that we have this music that lets us have these conversations and, mm-hmm. and think about such heavy topics. In and such a light way, In right? such a light way and like have fun and like mm-hmm. laugh about it. But still knowing that like shit's real, especially mm-hmm. in this moment right now, right? It's not only in the U.S., but all over the world mm-hmm. where people are being targeted in so many different ways. We're still resisting, even if it's by singing Dia de los Muertos by Alfredo Olivas. Right. <laughs> And there's a lot of action that still has to happen, but let's hold some space for each other um, when we're having all these feelings. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's our Dia de los Muertos, el último deseo. Look out for more. You can expect our next episode next month to talk about, of course, y'all, Jenny Rivera and her passing. Her anniversary's coming up. People have paid tribute to Jenny Rivera in so many ways. From like that Jenny Vive special that mm-hmm. happens the to novela. exactly to the novella to her store that's open, art, mm-hmm. more music, amazing ass drag of Jenny Rivera. And so we want to contribute to that by having our next episode dedicated to her and her passing and her memories. So be on the lookout for mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and so that wraps up this episode. You all know how to contact us. Um, through email, Instagram account, Twitter, Facebook. Um, we recently started posting some of the reviews that people leave on our um, Apple Podcast accounts, and we will continue to do so because I know we do get a lot of people sending us a lot of love through mm-hmm. like private messages and, and um, texts and stuff like that, and that's great, and we definitely appreciate it and love each one. Um, and so we just want more people to hear about us and, and like hear your all's thoughts on the podcast. And so we are going to continue sharing them. And so if you, you know, have listened to us up to episode five, like leave a comment, um, or post review with what you think, improvements, shit like that. Like we don't care. We want to hear from you. Right. And so whatever you have to let us know, like leave a comment and so you can find us on apple Podcasts, soundcloud google play and stitcher and we're gonna let y'all go and say goodbye with this bomb ass tribute from la ejecutiva they had their own little dia de los muertos special on tv where they sang their homenajes to jenny rivera juan gabriel john sebastian and valentina lizalde so yes. here's a clip from that tribute
para qué me haces sufrir. 